Support for Mountain Stage is provided by Adventures on the Gorge, the adventure resort where wild meets wonderful on the rim of the New River Gorge in West Virginia. Find whitewater rafting, rock climbing, zip lining, and lodging at adventuresonthegorge.com. There's a spring in the mountain and it flows down to the town. From NPR Music and West Virginia Public Broadcasting, with support provided by Bailey and Glasser and by the West Virginia Tourism Office. Welcome to another Mountain Stage with our host, Larry Gross. There's a song in my heart, just a simple little tune. But the rhythm and the melody won't leave me. This world is turning round a simple song. Well, thank you so much. Welcome once again to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. We are at our home at the Culture Center Theater in Charleston, West Virginia to celebrate our 36th year. It's our anniversary today. And when we do that, we always like to have something old, something new, and something very special. And boy, do we have that. We have a man who has the hottest ticket in America. During our next hour, you're gonna be hearing Mr. Tyler Childers in an extended set. Also during our next hour, a good friend of ours, uh, really one of the world's great mandolin players, and as you'll find out, he's also a fine singer and songwriter. Johnny Stats is back with his band. A little later during this hour, we're going to hear one of America's great, great songwriters and singer-songwriters, Mary Gaucher, is back to see us, and we're happy about that. And we have West Virginia's finest storyteller. You're going to love his story. Mr. Bill Lepp is also back to be with us. But I said something old and something new, so we're going to start out with a band that's never been on the show before. And uh, the leader of the band, the singer here and songwriter is Miss Tess. She started out on the East Coast in Maryland. She lived all up and down from uh, New York to uh, Boston, D.C., all around. Now she uh, lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and been playing for about 10 years. Uh, we've, we've been remiss. We should have had her on before this. Uh, her music has a lot of different flavors you're going you're gonna to hear right away. You can hear honky-tonk country, classic country, rhythm and blues, some of that old jazz, New Orleans-style jazz. All of it will come up in, uh, in her own uh, unique mix. Her latest album... It's called The Moon is an Ashtray. Welcome for the first time to the mountain stage, Miss Tess and the Talkbacks. Keep it. 
Great to be here, our first time on Mountain Stage. Thanks for having us. That song is the title track from our album out in uh, February of 2020. A very romantic number, The Moon is an Ashtray. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play a couple more songs off that album, um, including this next one. It's called If You Don't Know How to Love Me. It's a little sad, I apologize, but we'll bring it up after that. Two people talk hand in hand while they walk down the street, just like Together they pass and they dance if they're asked Round and round so the people can see But nobody knows them Like you and me Two people Hand on 
Thanks very much. I think we got time for one more song here. Uh, I want to do a quick introduction of my band. They drove here today with me all the way from Nashville. Give it up for Reese Williams on the upright bass over here. Back there on the drums, that's Mr. Matt Meyer with his signature wave. 
doing double duty on the Telecaster and pedal steel guitar. This is Thomas Brian Eaton, everybody. My name is Miss Tess. Thanks for listening. We're going to close out with our uh, the first single we released off a new record, a song called True Flood. And um, on the recorded version, got to record a duet with Rachel Price, who sings with a great band called Lake Street Dive. So uh, check that out. And uh, But for now, Thomas is going to be our Rachel today. So <laughs> here we go.
From Nashville, Miss Tess and the Talkbacks. And Miss Tess, is, as I say, she grew up over in Maryland. Her parents were in a, a 30s dance band, big band. You can kind of hear that in some of her music. Her latest album is The Moon is an Ashtray. It's just out. Time for the Mountain Stage Band and our own Julie Adams to do a tune. Mountain Stage Band is... Ron Soule back there on the acoustic guitar is the leader. Bob Thompson is on the piano. Ryan Kennedy is playing lead guitar. Michael Lipton playing the other lead guitar, but he's playing button accordion on this song. Mr. Steve Hill is our bass player. Ahmed Solomon is playing the drums. We have a special guest on the mandolin, Mr. Johnny Stats. You'll hear a lot more of him later on. <laughs> Julie has chosen a song written by John Hyatt, Rye Cooter, and Jim Dickinson. It's called Across the Borderline. Say hello to Julie Adams. Just 
Stage band special guest Johnny Stats on the mandolin across the borderline. You're listening to Mountain Stage live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Support for this podcast is provided by the West Virginia Tourism Office. There are places you visit and places you behold. You'll find natural wonders and endless experiences in the Mountain State, West Virginia, a place that's almost heaven. More information at wvtourism.com.
Remember, if you missed part of this Mountain Stage or you want to hear something again, you can always visit the podcast section of mountainstage.org. Each podcast will include songs we don't have time to fit on the radio, as well as our complete finale song. And if you enjoy the show, do us a favor. Take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is that you listen. Well, our next guest is making her sixth visit to the Mountain Stage, and it's always a special occasion when she comes because, as I said at the beginning, she is one of America's great songwriters. Her songs have been recorded by Jimmy Buffett and Tim McGraw, Blake Shelton, Bobby Bear, and Kathy Matea, among many others. And one astounding thing about that is that she didn't write a song until she was 35 years old. She ran away from home at 15, had a difficult life for a while, ended up starting a restaurant in Boston and made a success out of that, but the uh, muse called her and she got into singing and songwriting. And her latest, which was released last year, called Rifles and Rosary Beads, is something very, very special because the 11 songs on this record were co-written with and for wounded veterans. She nominated for a Grammy for that. She brought a friend with her. Please welcome back to the mountain stage, Mary Gaucher. Wonderful to be back on this stage. Happy 36th anniversary to Mountain Stage and all the good folks who make this possible. Uh, I'd like to introduce straight away Jamie Harris, who's up here with me tonight. We've been on the road nonstop since that Grammy nomination for these songs that we were privileged to write with veterans and their families. We're going to play a couple of those for y'all here. Uh, the first one uh, is a song I co-wrote with a group of six wives through this program I'm a part of called Songwriting with Soldiers. It pairs up professional songwriters with wounded veterans and their families at retreat centers around the country. And the songwriters bear witness and we listen to the stories and we turn the veterans' song, stories into songs. Uh, this first one was written, written with a group of wives, six women whose husbands served in different branches of the military at different times, but their stories were remarkably similar. And as I sat and listened to them tell me what their lives were like, what I heard them saying is, Mary, there's a war after the war, and we're living it, and we don't often feel visible. In fact, we, we feel invisible. And so this song is called The War After the War, and it's got seven co-writers. Here we go. Two, three, four. Who's gonna care for the ones who care for the ones who went to war? There's landmines in the living room, eggshells on the floor. Lost myself in the shadow of your honor and your pain You stare out of the window as our dreams go down the train Invisible The war after the war I get no I get no purple heart 
Thank you all. One more time. The program is called Songwriting with Soldiers. Uh, it's a nonprofit program that pairs up veterans with songwriters. We believe that songs can be far more than just entertainment. In some ways, songs can be alchemy. They can help take some poison out and create an opportunity for healing. I love working with the veterans, and I love songwriting with soldiers. Uh, if you're here tonight or out in radio land, please contact us, uh, songwritingwithsoldiers.org. Uh, the program is free to veterans and their families. We get funded via, through a variety of means. Uh, this next song I also wrote with uh, um, uh, someone through this program, and this was an individual veteran, a woman, a female uh, combat pilot and flight instructor. And her name's Jennifer Marino, and what she taught me as we sat down to write is that we're losing a huge number of our veterans every single day to suicide. The official number is right around 22 a day. And she taught me as we went further into this song that the things that you master that make you a good soldier are very hard to quit doing when you come home. Uh, and these aren't the things that make a great marriage shutting down your feelings, shutting down your natural reactions, and being in a position to try and control how you feel is very, very difficult. And it is important to do that in a battle. You need to respond, not react. But at home, it gets quite complicated. This is called soldiering on. This is for the 22 that we're losing every day. 
it goes like this. I was bound to something bigger, more important than a single human life. I wore the uniform with honor. My service was not a sacrifice. But what saves you in the battle can kill you at home. So Soldiering on You don't fight for yourself You fight for the ones by your side And they do the same for you To live, you must be willing to die Saves you in the battle Can kill you at all A Shut it down It don't matter how you feel Mission first Just drive on A soldier is a cog inside a wheel Up or down offer the closest family I have known A soldier Soldier I was bound to something bigger More important in a single human life I wore the uniform with honor My service was not a sacrifice But what saves you in the battle Can kill you A soldier, soldier, a soldier, soldier.
Well, thank y'all very much. So sometimes we do couples retreats through Songwriting with Soldiers, and this next song I'm going to play for you came from a couples retreat, a very specialized couples retreat. Each branch of the military has what's called EOD. EOD stands for Explosive Ordnance Disposal. These are women and men, mostly men, who are highly trained bomb experts. They save lives every single day. Uh, when bombs are discovered, they're called in, and the troops are pulled out, uh, and they dismantle the bombs, and in their work every day, they're saving other lives. These are devastatingly dangerous jobs, and as you can imagine, these marriages are under an intense amount of pressure. And at this couple's retreat, I had the privilege of sitting with a group of six women married to EOD warriors. Their husbands had been in explosions, missing legs, missing fingers, a broken back, eardrums blown out, you name it. And I asked them, how do you live that way? How do you... I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a marriage. Young people, mostly, with young kids. Their partners are gone for months at a time. The phone doesn't ring because they're on secret missions and they can't call home. And the wife said, Mary, we do it together. We're stronger together. We stay close, us wives. We look after each other. We look after each other's kids. We share meals. Uh, we are friends for life. And I just put stronger together on the top of the page. And we proceeded to write what's now being called the EOD Wives Song. And this is their story. They say no man's left behind. That ain't true. And they hate it that they need us, but they do. They lose their fingers lose their limbs we try to love them back together again they say no man's left behind that ain't true and they're hurt in places that the eye can't see we miss the man our husbands used to be the military breaks their heart we're there when they fall apart they're hurt places that the eye can't see and we're stronger Good news back at home. 
doing his mission ready at his best we take care of all the rest EOD wives don't sit by the phone and we're stronger together you to sing along with us. It's your big chance to be on Mountain Stage Radio. I feel you shrinking in your chair right now out there in Radio Land. Please join us in this chorus if you would. It would sound so pretty in this theater. Now I do realize I'm asking a lot of you West Virginia fellas to call yourself a sister here tonight may not be on your top three to do things on the list there but it's only two choruses and it sure would sound good if we could sing this together for the EOD members of our military let's sing it will we we're stronger I do believe we are stronger together. Uh, we'll play one more for you. This one we had the privilege of having Kathy Matea record and sing, maybe even on this show, I'm not sure. But Kathy's been singing it for the last little bit since her record came out 
uh, Bobby Bear Sr. recorded it, and uh, a whole bunch of other people have recorded. This is a song that uh, is going to probably end up on my tombstone. It's called Mercy Now. My father sure could use a little mercy now The fruits of his labor Falling right slowly on the ground His work is almost over won't be long, he won't be around I love my father He could use some mercy now And my brother Sure could use a little mercy now Shackled to his fear and doubt The pain that he lives in Is almost more than living will allow I love my brother He could use some mercy church in my country they could use a little mercy now as they sink into a poison pit it's gonna take forever to climb out they carry the weight of the faith follow them down I love my church and country they could use some mercy now every living thing could use a little mercy now in the race towards another mushroom cloud there's people in power who'll do anything to keep their crown I love life life itself could use some mercy now. 
Along with Jamie Harris, that was Mary Gaucher. That was Mary Gaucher along with Jamie Harris. Her latest is Rifles and Rosary Beads on 30 Tigers. And you can uh, check her out, check her website. That's spelled G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R, Gaucher. We hope you'll take a look at our website, mountainstage.org. You can find links there to our podcast. You can also follow us on just about every form of social media. And, of course, we invite you to follow us to our next live show. You can find out where we're going to be and get your tickets right on the website, mountainstage.org. It's time now to welcome back a good friend, a man who has won... West Virginia's biggest liar five times. They finally retired him from that one, made him a judge. He's a storyteller. As the Charleston Gazette said, a cross between Dr. Seuss and film noir. And I think you'll find out why they said that. He's the author of six books and 16 audio collections, the latest of which is called Book Report. Please welcome back to the mountain stage Mr. Bill Lepp. Thank you very much. Uh, about 18 months ago, summer last year, I was watching some stupid TV show, and over the credits at the end was a Mary Gaucher song, That Mercy Now, and I immediately downloaded a whole bunch of her albums, and I don't think a day has gone by since then that I haven't listened to on my phone or in my head one of her songs, and I'm just so thankful to be able to be on stage with her tonight. So. I grew up in a little tiny town called Half Dollar, West Virginia. We had two streets in Half Dollar. One was called Main Street, and the other one, I'm pretty sure, was called, nah, that ain't Main Street. <laughs> and we had a Methodist church and then your sort of variety pack of Baptist churches. And uh, our parents told us that there were some Catholics that lived over the hill. But we didn't know if that was true or if that was just something they told us so we'd go to bed at night. 
But one summer we were having a, a pastor swap. The pastors from the different churches were preaching in each other's churches, and we had the pastor from the Baptist church come and preach at the Methodist church, which was a shock to all of us. Um, and he uh, sort of gave a, a hell and brimstone sermon, and, and he said, uh, he talked about the demons of hell descending down and snatching our souls and dragging them to the sulfuric pits, and we were like, yeah, because we were Methodists, <laughs> and Methodists don't have demons of hell. We have covered dish dinners. And then he followed that up by telling us that, he said, I'll never forget this for a lot of reasons, but he said, when a man does things purely for his own enjoyment and not for the benefit of others or the glory of God, he will be stained and tainted that others may know. I thought, what a great thing. I mean, it didn't really change my life, but it, it stayed with me. Um, and then when I was in college during summers, I worked at a series of camps, and one of the camps I worked at was a camp called Camp Horseshoe, which is just outside of St. George, which is just outside of Parsons, <laughs> if that clears it up for you. And uh, that summer, this Baptist preacher, he was the camp director that summer. He was an interesting character, same guy, gruff old guy. I say he was old, but now I realize he was probably 35. Uh, <laughs> But he had this wonderful attitude where he really didn't care if you agreed with him because he knew that he was right and that you would either one day come to see things his way or you would go to hell. And he was satisfied with either outcome. So working at this particular camp in this one cabin uh, was myself, my buddy Skeeter, uh, our buddy Wally, and our friend Uncle Debo. Now, Uncle Debo was not our uncle. In fact, Uncle Debo was a year younger than we were. But everybody called the poor kid Uncle Debo because when Uncle Debo was born, he was the last and quite unexpected of 17 children. Now, when he was born, his parents were tired. <laughs> they couldn't think of a name. So they thought, we'll just call him the boy until something better comes along. And then through the wonders of time and syllabic manipulation, the boy became the boy, which eventually became Debo. And the reason we called him uncle is because as the last of 17 children, he had nieces and nephews who were quite a bit older than he was, so it wasn't uncommon to be walking down Main Street and hear some matronly niece yell out, Uncle Debo, you pull up your pants right now, or I'm going to tell Grandma. So the four of us, myself, Skeeter, Wally, and Uncle Debo, we were the counselors in this one cabin, and these were big cabins, probably as wide as this whole stage is. And you walked in, there was a little foyer, and then on either side of the foyer there was a wing, and in each one of those wings there was 25 bunk beds. And if you passed straight through the foyer, there was another little door, and then you entered a room that was about twice the size of a dumpster, but half as clean. And that's where me, Skeeter, Wally, and Uncle Debo lived. And uh, Skeeter, there were two bunk beds, one on each side of the door. And Skeeter slept on the bottom bunk over here. I slept on the top. Wally slept on the bottom bunk over here, Uncle Debo on the top. And then if you passed through that room, there was an exterior door where the four of us could come in and out so that we wouldn't bother the kids. Well, one day Wally cut his finger. And he cut it bad enough that we had to take him over the mountain to get stitches. And they put him on painkillers. And when we got back to the cabin, we were helping him up through the back door. Okay, we weren't really helping him because he was on painkillers. And the stairs were sort of uneven. And it was fun 
to watch him try and negotiate those stairs. Well, he fell, and he had just enough sense to know that this hand was damaged, so he reached out with this hand to stop his fall, and these two fingers bent all the way back. I know, it's neat to see. <laughs> Happened to someone else. Because you're like, oh, can the human body do that? And then you're like, no, not successfully. So we had to take him back over the mountain, and they put him in a splint and on more painkillers. And now it was almost supper, so we did help him up the stairs. And we got Wally in bed, and Uncle Debo, Skeeter, and I took the kids to supper, got them in bed, we got in bed, sound asleep. I don't know how long I'd been asleep when I heard Skeeter whispering beneath me, Bill, Bill, wake up, but don't move. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever been awoken in that fashion. <laughs> but that is a difficult fashion in which to be awoken. Because you know that something bad is about to happen, and so your body fills with adrenaline, and you want to go, hua. But you know if you go, hua, you're going to die. So... I brought myself slowly to consciousness, and I said, what's the problem? And Skeeter said, there's a skunk in the cabin. And I looked over the edge of the bed, and sure enough, there was a skunk milling around. And Skeeter said, close the door. And I knew what he meant. We had that door that went into the interior part of the cabin. We left that open at night so that we could hear what noises the children were making that we were going to ignore. And Skeeter wanted me to close that door because he knew that if that skunk went out there, it was going to go into one of those wings. One of those hundred children was going to see that skunk scream and the skunk was going to go off. But I was thinking to myself, out there is 114-year-old boys who haven't bathed in a week. How much worse can it smell? I thought we ought to hang that skunk like an air freshener. <laughs> but then I remember that we were contractually obligated to look after the goodwill of those children. So I leaned forward, and I shut the door, and it shut with a snick. And it didn't bother the skunk at all. But somewhere in this process, Uncle Debo had awoken. Now, Uncle Debo, I don't want to call the kid stupid. But there's not really a better word for it. I think what happened was it's just that as the last of 17 children, all of his older siblings had already claimed all of the intelligence genes. And there was just nothing left for poor Uncle Debo to work with. He was a country kid, he was a farm kid, but he just didn't have any common sense. And Uncle Debo said, there's a skunk in the cabin? And Skeeter said, yes. And Uncle Debo said, will it bite? Now, that's the wrong question. I mean, if a mountain lion comes into your cabin, you don't think, oh, am I going to get a tick? <laughs> if wolves come in, you don't think, oh, do they stink? And I wanted to thump him, but I knew if I thumped him, the skunk would go off. So Uncle Debo said, will it bite? And Skeeter said, yes. <laughs> and Uncle Debo said, how did it get in here? And as if to answer that question, the screen door went, eh, and a second skunk came in. <laughs> so now there were two skunks milling around. And Uncle Devo said, if one of them bites me, will the other? <laughs> and Skeeter said, yes. He said, they're like hornets. If you make one mad, you make them all mad. 
And Uncle Devo said, if one of them goes off, will the other? And I was like, what are they, the Borg? Do they have a collective consciousness? But Skeeter said, yes. And by this time, I was laughing. But it was that quiet laugh, that silent laugh, like you do when you're at church or, or in school or, or at a funeral. And I could feel Skeeter laughing, too. The bed was rocking at about, you know, like a 1.2 on the Richter scale. And there were tears coming out of my eyes and going into my ears. And, and, you know, I was just trying to figure out what to do, trying to get a hold of myself. And finally, Skeeter got a hold of himself. And he said to me, as seriously as possible, he said, Bill, did you brush your teeth? And I thought I knew where he was going with this. So I said, no. And Uncle Debo said, I brushed my teeth. Why does that matter? And Skeeter said, because skunks are scavengers. They're attracted to scents. They're like bears. And if they smell a scent that they're attracted to, they'll come and investigate. And skunks love toothpaste. And Uncle Devo said, well, I'll be okay. I'm on the top bunk. And Skeeter said, why do you think they call skunks pole cats? And Uncle Devo inhaled like he never intended to exhale again. <laughs> Not like he was trying to kill himself, just like he wasn't going to breathe for the next 70 years. He just sort of went, <laughs> like that. And by this time, I mean, Skeeter and I were almost laughing out loud. But, I mean, we were going to, yeah, we were taunting. I mean, but there was no way we were getting out of this situation alive. So let our tombstone say they went down taunting. And while that was going on, the screen door went, and a third skunk came in. So now there were three skunks milling around. And Wally, who had been passed out this entire time, Wally was a perfect camp counselor because Wally was one of those weird people, one of those sick people who think it's neat to get up early in the morning and watch the sun rise. I was 26 before I knew the sun rose. All I'd ever seen to do was set. But not only did he like to get up early, he woke up happy, he'd jump out of bed, he'd go, good morning, and be singing a song about happy trees and little birdies going chirpity chirp, chirp, chirp. And so in the midst of all of this, Wally awoke, and in his drug-addled state, he thought it was morning. So he said, good morning, and he jumped out of bed. And he landed in the center of a triangle of skunks. And with all the innocence of a drunk, he looked down and he said, ah, kitty cats. <laughs> and he knelt down and he reached out and he started to scratch one of the skunks behind the ears. And the skunk didn't know what was happening, but it wasn't entirely unpleasant. So the skunk came closer and Wally picked him up. And he stood up, and he turned to Uncle Debo. And he said, look, Uncle Debo, a kitty cat. And the skunk crawled off of Wally's hands and onto Uncle Debo's chest. And Uncle Debo sat up, and he screamed. And the skunk bit him. And then all three skunks just went off. <laughs> and Skeeter and I were laying there, coughing, choking, laughing, 
And we heard a voice from off in the ether that said, boys, 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 when a man does things purely for his own enjoyment and not for the benefit of others or the glory of God, he will be stained and tainted that others may know. Thank you very much. Mr. Bill Lepp from right here in Charleston, West Virginia, L-E-P-P. -P. You can look it up and see where he's going to be performing. Always great to hear from Bill. I'd like to say a special hello to you if you're listening right now over WHFR, Dearborn, Michigan, or KLSA, Alexandria, Louisiana. We hope that you'll be with us next time. We'll be coming to you from Morgantown, West Virginia, with our guests Nellie Mackay, Hot Club of Cowtown, Glenn Phillips, Chris Barron, and more. You're listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Mountain Stage is supported in part by this station and by West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Hotel accommodations for Mountain Stage guests are provided by the Charleston Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston's retail district. This is Mountain Stage from NPR. Well, thank you. Welcome to the second hour of Mountain Stage. If you just tuned in, it's our 36th anniversary. We've had some great music so far, and we've got a lot more to come. A little later during this hour, we're going to be hearing from Mr. Tyler Childers and his band. We're going to begin the hour with a very good friend of ours who's been on the mountain stage. I don't know. We couldn't even count him. He's been here nine times as a performer, either as a, with his band by himself or with Robert Schaefer. And then he's been on a lot of other times where he came on to play mandolin with folks because he really is not only one of the best solo mandolin players, but also an incredible accompanist. His name is Johnny Stats, and uh, Johnny has won a lot of uh, awards around West Virginia starting back in the 90s when... He, he won everything there was, uh, the best mandolin player, the best guitar player, and even, I think, he was in there with the fiddle playing, too. He's got a fine band. He lives a little bit north of here, and uh, Johnny 
a while ago, had a, a real breakthrough album called Wires and Wood. He recorded down in Nashville, but uh, he decided that uh, instead of taking off and trying to hit the road as a musician, he was going to stick with his day job, which is a UPS driver. And that's what he still is, and that's why his band is called the Delivery Boys. They're going to be... They're going to do a few tunes for you now. I know he's going to do some cover songs. He may do an original tune. To those of you who never heard Johnny sing and just heard him play mandolin, you got a big treat in store. Along with the Delivery Boys, please welcome back Mr. Johnny Stats. Well, we appreciate you. Is everybody having a great time out here tonight? It's good to be a part of this mountain stage, and we'd like to thank all the mountain stage folks for having Johnny Stats and the Delivery Boys. But we're going to pick a little song right here for you. This is one of my favorite Billy Ed Wheeler songs right here. This one's called A Cold Tattoo. I hope you like it.
Well, we appreciate that. I know Billy does too. This little song right here is called I Know You Rider is going to miss me when I'm gone. Seldom Seen was one of my, well, still is one of my favorite bluegrass groups. And um, we'll dedicate this to the late John Duffy.
said I've been working for UPS now for about 31 years and um, I drive out of Parkersburg West Virginia and yeah there you go thanks mom <clears throat> but this song right here I thought it was high time to go ahead and write a song about UPS and um, now I'll grant it maybe this ain't my boss's favorite song but it talks about what we go through every day as a UPS driver. So hope you like it. This one's called Never Mind the Mule, Just Load the Wagon. So, my buddy Jeff Dorton um, would always say that. He would be loading his truck next to me every day, and I'd always hear him say, Never mind the mule, boys, just load the wagon. Man, I thought that this would make a great bluegrass song. So here it is. Hope you like it. What I hear most every day So never mind the mule Just load the wagon Sometimes I don't know If it's worth a pay Stops 200 miles, hit her on down the road, trying to make time to skip it low. Whether it's rain, hell, fleet, or stuff, that rain, no place bigger, brown, won't go. Cause I'm a driving down this long and up the road. Now, sometimes I'm mind the mule, just the wagon. That is what I hear most every day. So, never mind the mule, just load the wagon. Sometimes I don't know if it's worth a day. So never mind the mule, just walk the wagon. That is what I hear most every day. So never mind. Sometimes I don't know if it's worth a pay. Sometimes I don't know if it's worth a pay. Oh, yeah. 
We thank you. Well, we got we got time for one more right here, and I'd like to bring out a special guest right here. Isn't it? It's a boy I've been picking music with for many years, and probably we all got our heroes in life. And um, I'd say this was one of my top heroes right here. This boy right here can flat out play a guitar, and I tell you what, let's give him a great big hand, Mr. Robert Schaefer over here from Charleston, West Virginia. Not only can he outpick me, he also out outdresses me every time. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, I know. Here's a little, we're going to do a little Irish number for you. I just got back from Ireland and I got the Irish feeling to me, so um, do a little bit of whiskey before breakfast. <clears throat> I think they had that over there. <clears throat>
Johnny Stats and the Delivery Boys with special guest Robert Schaefer. That's Ray Cosson on the fiddle, Doug Cosson on the guitar, Dave Vaughn on the solo guitar, Dan Vaughn on the bass, Butch Osborne on the banjo, Robert Schaefer, two-time American flat pick champion on the guitar, and Mr. Johnny Stats on the vocals and the mandolin. And his latest recording is called Time Moves On. You heard one tune from that one. He's got a lot of originals on there and songs that he co-wrote too. Mr. Johnny Stats. Oh, Lord, we're going to have to calm down for a minute now. <laughs> Turned over to the man with, who's, who's always calm, cool, and collected over there at the piano. He's going to do the classic traditional country blues song, Trouble in Mind. Welcome him, would you, Mr. Bob Thompson. <laughs>
You can find his music at Colortones.com. Trouble in Mind right there by our own Mr. Bob Thompson. You're listening to Mountain Stage on NPR. Support for Mountain Stage is provided by Adventures on the Gorge, the adventure resort where wild meets wonderful on the rim of the New River Gorge. Find whitewater rafting, rock climbing, zip lining, and lodging at adventuresonthegorge.com. If you have questions or suggestions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is larry at mountainstage.org. Of course, you can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and peek behind the scenes on our Instagram account. All of these links are at our website, mountainstage.org. Well, that was about five years ago, back in 2014. I heard a young man singing at a festival here in town. We'd booked him at Festival Charleston, went down to hear what he sounded like. And right away, I knew that, number one, I wanted to get him on Mountain Stage. And number two, the potential for him was unlimited. And that has been proven. Came back and visited us once before, but now he has caught fire, and deservedly so. His name is Tyler Childers, and he just uh, put out an album called Country Squire, and it was uh, co-produced by Sturgill Simpson. And he's got uh, a lot of the same guys that were with him last time are with him today. What a great songwriter he is. You know, when you live where we do in the heart of Appalachia, People come in, they write about us, and they report about us, and we don't always recognize what they're putting out there. But when Tyler writes songs, we recognize everything that he sings about. It's great to have him back on the show. Please welcome back Mr. Tyler Childers. Sir. 
up castles called the Country Squire. It's a 24 foot long vessel that measures eight feet wide. It's a 53 year old camper, it's made to pull behind. And I'm building blue studs and raptors, and I'm building back piece by piece. I'm trying to fix her up a temple, my lady of the Estill Springs.
Sips ain't nowadays already Keep her out very long And I'm glad the little girl's dad Found out what was going on I know he'd kill me in a minute And he wouldn't left no trace Hogs will eat about anything Give him, don't let nothing go to waste Don't let nothing go to waste This is where we dropped off the prettiest little girl Boy, it down. 
here at Mountain Stage for having us out. This is, uh, this is the third time we've had the privilege to be here. This is the first time that we've been with uh, this gentleman over here all the way to my extreme right. Born in uh, McGoffin County, the mayor of Mashford, the Sultan of Stringtown, Mr. Chase Lewis. <laughs> well, do you love song here?
tussled through the night If I'd known she was religious Then I wouldn't have came stoned to the house Such an angel too messed up to get back home Commentary on reincarnation. It's a pretty po prominent subject in hillbilly music. Leave them 
jawline, chisel tooth paper, tattoos on the third, fading in light. All the while I gorge my gut, come time that I would run, running high and low to find my priesthood queen. Keep me warm till spring when I go out with my friends and I graze the land and wonder when I see your face again. Today met my doom, took one in the boiler room, put food on the table, love a dying breed of man. Once I was a broken heart and once a Looking out of living as a favorite lane in. Today met my doom, fox got in the chicken coop. Doing all he knew to do to feed a hungry den. Sheriff sure, 
and his deputies are tracking me down. I wish I was back and making, taking it easy. If a man's gonna eat fried chicken, he's gotta get greasy. Omaha, honey, had a hold on a hell of a pain. Down in the heart of the evening, you can hear her sing. Yeah. Said the funky bus showed me the toes to turn around. Stepped on the toes, turned me on and turned me down. Sunday back home in old Kentucky with church choirs just belting to the pines and I love you like the mountains loves the way the morning opens too soft and bright greeting from the sun so it make you stay I wouldn't act so angry all the time I wouldn't keep it all inside And I'd let you know how much I loved you every day Darling, will you stay right here And shake this frost off of my bones I used to ride a Mustang And I'd run that thing on high 
This one, this is off of uh, the new album. Came out uh, in August.
with his eldest and Steve and swap tales about the racing and they tell the awful slides and you go leave an ocean and a muskie quit the biting Play it right, and I've got time for one more here. I do believe with you. Tyler Childers right there. The latest is called Country Squire. 
And Tyler will be on tour until May. He's going to be going out and doing an arena tour with Sturgill Simpson. Of course, Sturgill and David Ferguson produced both Country Squire and Purgatory, his last couple of records. And uh, it's so great to see a man like that with that kind of talent now getting what he deserves and getting uh, huge crowds all over this country, not just in Appalachia, but everywhere. Great to see Tyler again and all of his band. Our thanks to Tyler Childers. Our thanks to Johnny Stats and the Delivery Boys. And to Bill Lepp and to Mary Gaucher, to Miss Tess and the Talkbacks. All of these folks made this a very special birthday show for us that uh, is our 36th. And we hope that uh, you'll be around for a few more. We hope that we'll be around for a few more. We're going to thank you for being here in the auditorium at the Culture Center in Charleston. And, of course, thank you for listening there on the radio, because without you, there would be no mountain stage. We never forget that. We hope you'll be tuned in next time. We'll be coming to you from West Virginia University in Morgantown with our special guests, Nellie Mackay, Hot Club of Cowtown, Glenn Phillips, and Chris Barron. Mountain Stage is produced by Larry Gross and Adam Harris. Associate producers are Jeff Shirley and Vasilia Skouras. Assistant producers John Ingram. Production managers Paul Flaherty. Originated by Francis Fisher, Richie Collins, Jim Raines, and Patrick Stevens. With production assistance from Michael Lipton, Mary Lee, Lance Schrader, Chris Mead, Big J, and Woogie. Photographic services are provided by Brian Blauser. Promotions coordinated by Vasilia Skouras. John Ingram and Music in Motion Promotions. Special thanks to Mountain Stage members Walter and Sean Williams for their generous support. Lodging is provided by the Marriott Town Center Hotel, centrally located for the business and pleasure traveler in downtown Charleston. Why don't you go out and hear some live music wherever you are, just as soon as you can. You've been listening to Mountain Stage, live performance radio from the Mountain State of West Virginia. Gonna do an old bluegrass number now. Any bluegrass lover knows this one. Learned it from Carter and Ralph Stanley. Over yonder stand little Maggie with a dram glass in her hand. She's drinking away her trouble and courting some other man. Tyler Children. Oh, how can I ever stand it? Just see those two blue eyes shining in the moonlight like two diamonds in the sky. Johnny Stats on the band. Ray, play your fiddle over there. Miss Tess gonna sing it. Shaver here. 
right, Butch. Support for Mountain Stage is provided by Bailey and Glasser and by the West Virginia Tourism Office. This is NPR.